Welcome to episode number 51 of the Four Animals for Earth podcast, Ayurvedic Eating Part 2 with Dr. Vatsala Sperling. Include people in your lives. Share the beauty, share the abundance, share the wealth that you have been given by nature. So that was Vatsala. She is joining me from Guanacaste, Costa Rica today. Vatsala is a clinical microbiologist as well as a homeopathic doctor. She runs a private practice in Vermont and she has a few different books out on the market, but the one that we are talking about today is called The Ayurvedic Reset Diet. Uh, if you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen to that. You will hear about my story with this book and why I'm so excited about it. And um, also in part one, we talk about how vitality and life comes through not only what we eat, but how we eat. And I don't know, I'm curious if you've thought about that yourself. I feel like we see a lot of diets out in the world that really focus on, you know, what we eat and what we're putting in our bodies. And of course, that is tremendously important. But Vatsala spends a lot of time talking about how we eat and just the the um, the philosophy and the lifestyle that runs through every cell of our body when we think about and talk about food. So you can hear all about that in part one. Now today in part two, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. So what the simple steps are to follow for the reset diet, why we follow each of those steps and how we can introduce it into our own lives. I personally am really excited about using this diet after days or yeah days when I really indulge so at Christmas or Thanksgiving or 4th of July uh, just different parties where I kind of I exit knowing that I'm eating healthy stuff and I eat you know stuff that is just really really good and part of the nostalgia and part of the tradition of the holidays and then I don't feel good right and this is a option for the following days after the big party to bounce back quickly and I personally am really excited about that but this is also a reset diet that you can try if you are feeling like you just don't feel feel vibrant and healthy every day and you know it has something to do with your food but you're not sure what it is I highly recommend this book and trying this diet because I think um, I don't know I just think that this will really help a lot of people to change change the relationship with food and also just feel so much better so um yeah let's get into this okay so the simple idea for today is when we encounter nature's abundance share it with the people and the animals around us though so through this we're cultivating a way of living that automatically includes sharing our wealth and there is um so much that comes from that that we can't even quantify, right? So um, if you are new around here and you haven't already hit subscribe or follow, please do and keep up with us on whatever channel you like to listen to podcasts on. And for today's show notes, which include the video of my interview with Vatsala, as well as a link to buy her book on innertraditions.com or um, links to everything else, go to fouranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash 51. 
Hi there, this is Brandy, and you're listening to the Four Animals for Earth podcast. This is a space where we inspire each other to take small steps every day to live a more conscious life, helping animals and the planet while we do it. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's all take a deep breath and let's get started. You alluded to it a little bit earlier, but you mm-hmm. outlined three steps that people yes. can follow. And I mm-hmm. wonder if you can dig into, again, just what those three steps are and mm-hmm. a little bit more about what the Ayurvedic Reset Diet actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before I go into that, I'll give you one little uh, snippet on the side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Food is not just for satisfying hunger or satisfying taste. Ayurveda recognizes five koshas in the body, and I will uh, quickly read them out to you. There is a, uh, sorry, uh, there is a annamaya kosha, the physical body, which is nourished and sustained by food. Mm-hmm. Then there is a pranamaya kosha, which r- retains life force. So when you have made your body healthy with food, you are retaining the life force. Mm-hmm. Then there is a manomaya kosha, mind. Healthy body sustains a healthy mind. Mm-hmm. Then there is a vijnanamaya kosha, intellect. The body which is well-nourished, free from disease, and well-kept in every way will, will have a sound mind, and also it will promote intellect. Mm-hmm. And then there is Anandamaya Kosha. The whole purpose of human life is to be reaching a blissful state of existence. And you start that process by putting right food in your mouth. Uh-huh. So food forms the foundation or the basis of our uh, noble aspirations in life. Mm-hmm. So Ayurveda That's what it says about food, how food nourishes us. Now, it's a good thing for us, right, food. But what happens mainly in the industrial part of the world is that there is the industrialization of food manufacturing, processing, distribution, and even eating. Mm -hmm. Industrial scale packaged food, packaged vegetables, canned fruits with preservatives and chemicals, which you cannot even spell. A normal human being cannot spell those chemicals. They don't know what it is. But you read the label on a canned something or the other, there will be like 65 different chemicals. Uh, Who said food has to have all those? Uh And, And actually, the chemicalization begins right when the growing part is happening in the fields, in the agriculture part. Same thing is true with uh, growing, uh, raising animals for meat and such. Mm-hmm. So it's heavily chemically sustained and against the basic environmental principles. That way of manufacturing food and transporting it for thousands of miles in refrigerated trucks and keeping in the supermarkets for a long time, it completely kills the food. There is no vitality in it. It just looks like food. It's not food. 
but what has happened is our modern day life is such we are eating three meals a day and few snacks in between and we have been doing that all our life so there is too much consumption of wrong food as a result lot of lifestyle related diseases are in every household thyroid problems hormone problems heart disease cancers various uh, abdominal complaints and diseases uh, fibromyalgia depression even depression is connected with wrong food mm-hmm. so the chronic diseases diabetes hypertension they become like household everybody has know somebody who has it mm-hmm. so it's the wrong food eaten in excess that's a modern problem uh, 200 years ago 300 years ago we didn't have this problem so every culture on earth has a, a recollection or a history of um, hunter gatherer ancestors they ate natural food right off the tree they hunted an animal and they ate we cannot go back to that we are in the modern times and we are facing the industrial food on our dinner table every day what to do so we identify the problem the root of it we identify what it is doing to us how what is the way out that is where my book ayurvedic research diet comes in and the question that you asked about the three steps in the end brandy it's a very simple process mm-hmm. you make up your mind you're going to help yourself that's the first thing uh-huh. because if you don't have that resolve no diet book is going to do anything for you you shouldn't waste your money on any like self help book if you don't make that resolve intention you say well i'm going to get better and this is what i'm going to do all right number one then you go through your household the book goes into that what are the foods that you just let go you know processed food and packaged food and foods with preservative you just let go of those invite healthy food into your house fresh local if you can afford it if it's possible for you organic fruits and vegetables and water so those kind of things you in whole grains you invite those into your kitchen and pantry and then the ayurvedic reset diet principle itself is just three simple steps fasting on water followed by fasting on water and some herb tea after that mono diet for a extended period of time say one week or so one type of fruit for all the meals or one type of vegetable for all the meals and after you've done that for for a week two weeks then you gradually go back to combining food but make sure that the carbohydrates proteins and those kind of food groups they have their own time to move through your system mm-hmm. when we throw everything on the plate and we are munching it down food is just sitting in the belly not having opportunity to get processed and nutrients aren't absorbed sufficiently so we give time for smart combining of food and then eventually we can go back to stay with smart combining but go back to more regular eating so it's a very very simple uh, system to follow and gives great results let's dig into each 
aspect of it. And because I'm thinking I have like a few different questions flowing through my head. So if we take it um, logistically, so the the first step with fasting, so um, fasting on water, mm-hmm. um, how does that provide value to the human body? Like what value does that provide? You find something uh, dirty, what do you use to wash? Water. Uh-huh. If something spills on the floor, you need to clean it, what do you use? Water. You don't clean it with, with alcohol. You don't clean it with fruit juice. So water is our body, uh, our body is like 75% water. Uh-huh. Our lung tissues, 83% water. So we use that natural equation in our favor. We say, okay, we have so much water in our body. So we are going to use water to do the flushing, the cleaning, the housekeeping. We are going to do that. So when we decide that and we start drinking water, and in this Ayurvedic research diet, I have even gone into how much water do you need to drink? It's not standard eight cups for everybody. There is a little calculation to suit your body weight and your exercise level. According to that, you have to decide how much water you'll drink. And you drink water. The process of cleansing begins right from mouth. The teeth, the tongue, the taste buds, the uh, oral tissues, uh, tonsils, throat, uh, the, the esophagus, it all gets cleaned. And in the stomach, the acid gets diluted because you're not eating anything. It doesn't need a strong acid and you're drinking water. So acid gets diluted and then water is passing through your kidneys. It's cleansing the kidneys and it's eliminating wastes. Uh So every cell in your body will get a signal. Say, hey, this is my chance to do housekeeping. And they start eliminating waste and all that waste is out of your body. Plus, the digestive system, the old remnants, you know, the didn't clear the digestive system, all that also gets eliminated. So water does a beautiful job of flushing the entire body. And you, do, you stay on a water fast for a day, two days, enormous energy in the body and all the waste products are going. So that is a most vital, important and preliminary step of Ayurvedic reset diet, water fasting. And then the next step, the de- uh, also during water fasting, I want to bring out one more thing. See, the body is not receiving additional calories. It's, you're not eating anything. But you're alive, you're active, you're going about your normal life, you're drinking water. So the body intelligence is saying, hmm, I can, I still need calories to sustain myself. So where am I going to get it from? It goes for unwanted sick tissue in the body. And those begin to get digested by the enzymes within the cell. And those are, body is a very smart thing. It will recycle. So the sick old tissue gets digested and the nutrients are released. The body will recycle those. Eliminate the toxins, eliminate the waste and recycle what it can. Uh So you're getting rid of old stuff, bad stuff, which is in your body. That's the water 
fast. Mono diet is the second step. What that does is it gives the body a message. You're going to say, I'm in the tropics now, I'm in Costa Rica. Everywhere you turn, there are papayas. So I'll say, all right, I'm going to do a papaya mono diet. So you're not going to be hungry too much because you're regularly getting your papaya. And what the body does is there is a calorie restriction. It's not calorie not available, it's restriction. Lesser number of calories and enough energy to sustain the day. Again, it cleanses the body. The digestive tract is reset. It's only used to now absorbing nutrients from that papaya. So all its attention is on that one type of food that you're eating to get maximum nutrients out mm -hmm. from it. Instead of overcrowding it and the body is not got time to get all the nutrients out. So that is the mono diet part. Then I come to the third part of the Ayurvedic reset diet in which you say you have your fruits and nuts and seeds if you're not allergic to them first thing in the morning. Six hours later, you have vegetables and grains. Six hours later, you have your legumes if you're a vegetarian for protein. And if you're a meat eater, you'll have your meat food. Mm -hmm. That is later in the day. What that does is the lighter, uh, lighter food, fruits and nuts, they are digested quickly from the body. Vegetables and grains, they are digested and cleared from the body. And at the end, you get your meat, heavy food, legumes, heavy to digest food in the end. And you have all night to clear it from your body. Mm -hmm. As a result, the food is not sitting together in the body, in the digestive system and fighting for the digestive juices. Mm -hmm. So it all has its own time for taking in and eliminating. And that works beautifully. People don't complain of gas. They don't complain of uh, constipation. They don't complain of uh, feeling bloated and uh, rumbling and uh, indigestion. All those problems just go away. Mm -hmm. So that's the third and final step. And in the book, I have given like a timeline how long you can do a certain fasting. So it's very interesting. And several of my clients have tried and they are getting good results. So it's a great, great little approach. Mm -hmm. In the modern times, when this is what we got, we are here. So let's do something to help ourselves. Mm -hmm. How often do you recommend that someone repeat this process? Is it something you do just, you know, kind of like spring cleaning, like once or twice a year? Is it a, a myth? Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a process that keeps continuing. How often do you recommend that people do this? Um, what happens is uh, Ayurvedic reset diet is about, is a message for change in your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Once people get a taste of that by changing their diet, by changing their relationship with food, how they eat, when they eat, what they eat, why they eat, they have gone through a change, a metamorphosis. Once they've gone through that, they'll be very reluctant to just throw it out. 
because they worked hard to get there. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I also recognize that you can't be in a for- format for the rest of your life. So what happens, people go through this, say, after Christmas, after Thanksgiving, after the festival times, in January, they make new resolutions. They say, yeah, I'm going to do it. And they stay with it for three months, four months, two months. Uh-huh. And then spring is coming and they are happy to enjoy good health and good food. So they get back to the routine. So it can be done for shorter amounts of times. And also for like eight weeks or so. And then eventually, when you have reset your body, that's the thing, reset. You reset your body and then you're more watchful, more careful about what you do. And you can gradually ease into regular life. It works beautifully. And then regular life, I assume, would be following kind of what you described in step three. So you would be, you know, figuring out kind of like what your uh, maintenance diet is and what you would be generally eating in the morning, generally eating at lunch and generally eating in the evening. Yes. Uh It, It helps you totally reformulate your connection with food. So now you become 10 degrees smarter about making your choices. And then it's like a breeze, you know what to do. Uh Yeah. You know, I think that one of the things that to me is unique in learning this from you is the what's good to eat in the morning and why, like why these lighter foods make it through and how your body can handle a certain, uh, diversity of nutrients at one given point. And then the next food that that is something um, unique that I feel like I'm learning from you that is kind of a deeper level of healthy eating in a rhythm that feels like it naturally fits with our body and with the rhythm of the earth and the moon and day and night. Um, What would be, so I think, I feel like I get this this general kind of um, hierarchy of what to eat throughout the day, what would you drink in those different time periods? And then what do you recommend as snacks for people when you do get hungry? Yeah. So the best drink is water. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. After mother's milk, it's water. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. So, um, water, but not the bubbly water, carbonated water, vitamin water, chlorinated, fluorinated, you know, all the brands of water. We don't need all that. Uh Good old simple water. Give me a bottle of water. Okay. So that, and if you have your own well, which is free of contaminants, that's even better. Uh Okay. Water. Other than that, coconut water is good. Uh I don't recommend those uh, uh, look alo- look like something like you know if you're allergic to dairy you don't want dairy you don't have to go for almond milk and oat milk and nut milk and soy milk you don't have to do all that because all those processing takes a lot of chemicals mm-hmm. if coffee whips you up you don't have to go for decaf just don't have coffee decaf is an excuse of a coffee Mm-hmm. And decaffeination has its own chemical process. So you figure out what works for you and you keep it simple. 
coffee doesn't work you can let go of that you have other things same way i am i'm okay with fruit juices but not on a daily basis in the sense that you're throwing out the fiber so it's basically just the colored water from the fruit it's natural it's organic but it's junk right very high sugar even when it says uh, no extra sugar added you suppose when you're eating brandy you can eat maybe two apples you got all the fiber you got all the skin uh, from the skin and from the pulp you got all that fiber all the micro minerals you got it you juice the apple for a cup of juice you have to have six apples to juice a cup of uh, get a cup of apple juice can you eat six apples that will be hard you can probably but that will be a lot of chewing work huh but drinking a cup of juice is very easy go to the fridge pull out the juice chuck 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 you got juice so that's why i don't recommend juices mm-hmm. unless a person is so sick they cannot chew or something they can have a little bit of juice but regular people eat the fruit that you have teeth you chew and you eat the fruit don't go for juices so snacking would be mainly if you're okay with nuts you can have those or a little chunks of vegetables and cheese if you're okay with dairy pieces of fruits from time to time if you get hungry otherwise just stay with your meals and skip the packaged snacks you know crackers cookies chips the supermarket aisles are calorie bombs you walk through them it's like a nuclear bomb it's that many calories in nice little packages and oh wow you want to not go there <laughs> you, you know it sounds like basically what you're saying is stick to whole foods you know just try to get rid of things that aren't whole foods yes stick to whole foods stick to if you can afford go for organic go for local uh, try to grow your own if you can you know a, a little tomato plant in your deck a little basil in a flower pot whatever you can and that will also help you working with soil has its own uplifting effect on us you know it's it's interesting uh, the number of people who i have interviewed who have brought that up is amazing and it shows how many people in this world are realizing the benefit of just getting your hands in the soil it kind of circles back to what you were saying in the beginning right about connecting to mother earth yes. and that nourishment yes plus the soil has the whole plethora of mi- microorganisms uh-huh which are very beneficial to us they actually help us build our immune system talk about immune system the whole world is dealing with pandemic and as a microbiologist i'm keeping my eyes on it like what's happening uh-huh so and as a homeopath also i'm studying it i'm keeping an eye on it our immunity is being affected by what is going on how to build that back so a little bit of time out in the nature in fresh air walking barefoot on earth these are basic things you can do uh-huh. uh huh go be in the dirt for a little bit it's not going to kill you it will in- increase your immunity it will make you stronger uh-huh. 
So those are the little things in our day-to-day life that we can do. Uh, Mother Earth, yes, why not? Touch her. What a a beautiful thought and just picture an idea of just playing with Mother Earth, you know, barefoot with our hands, just just getting out there. And I love that... um, you're saying that would help our, our immune system. I haven't heard that before. I've heard, you know, um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, but yeah, like just that it boosts our immune system to be connecting with the earth. Absolutely, because you're dealing with those microbes and the body will develop immunity to them. It's like a training school, you know? Little babies, they move around in the house and they are sitting on the ground and putting things in the mouth, nothing wrong with that. That's how they're introduced to the germs around them and they're building their immunity, right? So keeping little babies in a little air bubble, totally sterile condition, it brings down their immunity. You let them run around barefoot, yeah? Mm -hmm. So that they can, uh, their body can learn to deal with the germs around them and develop immunity. I, I love that. And I, um, something that I try to ask everyone that comes on the show is to share with me one simple idea that pops into their head of something that we can try in our daily lives that will end up helping us, helping the earth, helping the animals around us. Um, I wonder if you have one that's popping to the front of your mind. You've already shared a bunch. (laughs) So it could just be a summary of those. Uh, Yes. Uh, One simplest thing that does come to me is uh, nature goes by the law of abundance. It gives you fresh air. It gives you food from the trees and the farms. Uh So when we encounter that abundance, Uh, We just don't hold it back for ourselves. We say, I'm grateful. Thank you. It's for my fellow human beings as well. It's for my fellow animals and birds and bees as well. So it's not just for us. It's for all of us. Include people in your lives. Share the beauty. Share the abundance. Share the wealth that you have been given by nature. That's what comes to me. And that doesn't have to be one day in our life that we could practice that in little chunks every day of our life. Mm -hmm. It's a way of looking or being. It's funny. I, um, I got chills while you said it, which means (laughs) like, it's just, it's, it's so good. Um, And I think, I think especially what's popping into my head is that we've just had a really hard year when it comes to connecting with others and sharing. And it's such a beautiful thing to focus on right now to think of sharing every bit of abundance that we have with other people and with the animals and with the earth. And if we can all focus on doing that, we will uplift the communities of all of those living beings around us. And that will go out to around them and around them. And it's just such a beautiful way to move forward in the world in a way in which we're all more deeply, genuinely, compassionately 
connected. I really yes. love that idea. Mm-hmm. There is a very beautiful Sanskrit shloka to just reflect that sentiment that you just expressed. And I'll recite that for you. And the meaning is exactly what you said. You've already said it. I'm just putting it in Sanskrit, okay? Sarve bhavantu sukhinaha Sarve santu niramayaha Sarve bhadrani Pashyantu ma phale dukha bhag bhavet. These uh, four lines you just said in English. I love, <laughs> so huh. first of all, I want to get, I want you to type it to me um, so uh-huh. that I can put it into the show notes. But sure. uh-huh. what I really <laughs> like about it on an even higher level is that the sans the yeah the sanskrit means that people someone has taken the time to think about this idea and summarize it in a way to communicate it among mm-hmm. people and yes. i think that is um I mean, that's something that's really cool about Sanskrit anyway, right? Is that there are so many ideas that are communicated in a few words that take with them emotion and thought and um, just a holistic, I don't know. It's just amazing how in different languages, sometimes we can express something that we don't have words for in one language and there's words that exist in another language. That's something that has always fascinated me just about humanity, Uh you know, Um, Uh and it shows what Uh people through history have talked about in that culture with that language, because words were created (laughs) to Uh express Uh different Uh thoughts and emotions and ideas. So um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I do want to put that in the show notes so that sure, um, I will send it to you. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So uh, to wrap up, where is the easiest place to find the book? Is it innertraditions.com? Let me show it again for everybody. Yes. Uh, so this Ayurvedic Reset Diet, my book, uh, along with other books that I have written, they are available in innertraditions.com. That is one place to go to. Amazon has it. All the local bookstores have it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's how you'll get the books. Perfect. And I'll link to some of those in the notes just to get people there quickly. Sure. And uh-huh. um, if, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what would be the easiest way to reach out to you? They would uh, reach to the publicist in innertraditions.com and the publicist contacts me. Perfect. Okay. I will link to that in the notes as well. Well, thank you so much for sitting and chatting with me about all of this today. I know that I have um, so many questions and I just get so excited and I appreciate your willingness to sit with me and to share all this in-depth information um, about your life and what you've learned and what you've done. And I think it's so amazing that you have such a pure loving heart and really want to help people and you've come up with a way to do it. And I just, I'm very excited and honored to get to spend the time with you today. And I can't wait for, I can't wait to hear from everyone who's watching and listening, who tries this out. I mean, it's, yeah, I am very excited. So thank you so much. So, are you going to 
going to try the Ayurvedic Reset Diet. I hope you are, and I really want to hear how it works for you. I would love to compare notes. So remember that you can get the book at innertraditions.com, or you can get it through the show notes at foranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash 51. Please reach out to me and let me know if you get the book and you try it. You can DM me on Instagram at foranimalsforearth, or you can email me at hello at foranimalsforearth. So, uh, some big news. Next week is going to be our last episode of season three. I know. I feel like I can't believe um, we're already ready to take a break, but I am going to take a little bit of time off and then we're going to kick back in with season four in the fall. I already have a couple of guests lined up that I am just so excited about, you guys. They are just um, so, so interesting and so much cool stuff to share. So, if you enjoyed today's show and if you enjoy the podcast please hit subscribe or follow wherever you are especially because we're going to be taking a little bit of break of a break and I want to make sure that uh, you don't miss it when we come back um, if you listen on Apple please consider leaving us a review and a rating it helps a ton and tell your friends um, gosh it is so so helpful I oh it, I can't tell you how excited I get and how much it warms my heart when I hear from you and you say oh I shared it with a friend like that just um oh it's just amazing and um so yeah if you enjoy this show please share it with your friends it's really fun to kind of go through each of these different um different things that we introduce on the show with other people so um it's there's just such a wide variety of stuff and it's fun to try these simple ideas with other people in your life so tell a friend if you haven't already you can send them to foranimalsforearth.com slash podcast and there's a link to every streaming platform there okay so i will be back next week i hope you have a wonderful week in between see you soon bye